Welcome to Max Volume, where we deliver loud takes at soothing decibels. I am your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is episode 85. For those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a podcast that worships at the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a pod where we discuss heavy topics like Jared Leto's ability to defy age, John Travolta's underutilized villain qualities, and Luke Wilson's delightfully bland sense of humor. No quote too minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks, so welcome all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. Before we delve into the topic at hand, let's start with five minutes of Seinfeld-level daily observations. So good afternoon, you wonderful cupcake farmers out there. I'm just going to say random two, like I'm going to say like one word food-wise and one job, and that's going to be what you guys are. Like you'll be tart bakers or simulation agriculturists. I'm, I'm into farming right now. So Every time I'm going to come up with a new one. So that should be fun. But uh, playing pickleball today. And I am very excited because I discovered the sport like six weeks ago and I am addicted. It's like half ping pong, half tennis on like kind of a shortened tennis court. You got wiffle balls. So you got that spin. So like if you hit it at the right angle, it's like, how did, how do I hit that? Or, you know, you hit it and it goes flying. It's like, my God, the angles. And I haven't played a real sport in like four years because neurotically I fear sprained ankles, broken foot, maybe a broken finger because my normal job is as a bartender and you know, it's a speed bartending job, you know, where we do four or 500 sales a night. So I need a lot of bipedal movement during my job. You know, I think I do like 13,000 to 15,000 steps per shift. And yeah, it's crazy. Like it's weird. It's insane that I don't do sports because of that. And my friends all look at me strangely when I explain it to them. But luckily, I have no job right now. And so I'm taking a risk, a huge risk in my mind. I mean, in everyone else's mind, it's probably a really small risk. And it's a sport played mostly by the elderly. I think actually the way my girlfriend found it was that her grandma Mimi uh, plays it in Florida. And it's like it was for old people who couldn't couldn't cut it doing tennis. So I love it. It's great. It's a good start. It's like, you know, dipping your feet in the shallow end of athletics again. And it's fun and it's good to get the co- competitive juices flowing. Although I'm not a like, I must win Michael Jordan, obsessive, you know, psychopathic kind of guy about that stuff. I'm more happy to just get a sweat going and have some outdoor activity fun with people I enjoy. So it's just, it's probably why I go on so many walks. Like has anyone else done a ton of walks during this uh, like pandemic? Because I go to on like two to four socially distanced mask on walks that I plan per week. And I love it. I love like the organization. I love like going to new neighborhoods. Like me and my friend Amici went to the Arb area in Ann Arbor and looked at all these like fancy houses and weird designed houses. It was cool. Like the owners would just come outside and just give us kind of a history of like the architecture or who designed it. I guess they get, probably get questions like that all the time, but it was just fun. I just love it. And it's going to be part of my post pandemic life. And so is pickleball, hopefully. And plus I do two hour long dog walks a day and I do 30 minutes of stair stepping up and down my basement stairs. So I'm moving quite a bit on the daily. And that's kind of, I think that's what keeps you alive for longer periods. Like they say in blue zones where people live to 89, 90 on average, there's five of them in the entire world that the main focus is that there's exercise that they've incorporated into their life, but not like I got to go to the gym and sweat it out for two hours, you know, lifting heavy weights. No, it's just part of their day-to-day life and part of like they have to go farming or they take a walk with a friend or they have to bicycle into town, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm, I want to live a long time. And I think this is a good way to incorporate it. And my favorite part is when I stay or step, I watch 80s movies on this kind of baby Bjorn iPad holder. And it's delightful. 
And don't worry, mom, I never take my hand off the railing. I, that's why I have the baby Bjorn. So I'm not holding the iPad or anything like that. That's why I look like a fool, but it's by myself in the basement. So who cares? And plus it's awesome. I would wear it out in public. Actually. I'm, I have no shame that I carry my iPad around. Like it's value and, you know, love the, my love for it is like that of a child. Cause I mean, I don't have a child and my dogs are way too big for that thing. hundred pound baby Bjorn for be cute, but it'd be really difficult, especially I have two of them, 200 pounds in front of me. Nah, I'm not doing that. So like I said before, I'm ripping out through eighties movies for my other podcast and it's going to be released sometime right before Christmas. So I'm buffing up on all the classics I've missed and I've missed so many movies. Like, I don't know what my blind spot was with the eighties, but it's embarrassing. The movies that I've, I haven't watched. Like my co-host is like, you haven't seen this one. I'm like, no, you haven't seen this one. Now I know like when I talk to people and I tell them about movies and I get excited when they haven't seen something, I now know on the other end, how bad that feels when someone's like, you haven't seen that. And you're like, no, I haven't. I'm sorry. I mean, do you want to hit me over the head with a two by four? I feel like trash, human trash. Like, <laughs> so I get it. I'm not, I'm going to try to not do that as much. Although I think I even did it today with my girlfriend when I was like, you haven't seen real genius. So it's going to take a while. So I need to reprogram myself. But it's been really fun. It's been a delightful exercise. Like in the past 30 days, I've ripped through about 65 titles, all from 1980 to 1990. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of rapid fire, give my knee jerk reaction to each film. No notes, no rehearsal, just whatever comes to my mind when I say the title out loud. And I'm going to go backwards from the most recently watched. And there was no rhyme or reason to why I picked the movies I picked, except I wanted to splice genres. So I never got sick of any specific type of movie. Like I tried to keep Arnold away from Stallone. I kept rom-coms away from work comedies. And I never had too many sports or college movies or immature comedies in a row. And the basic rules have worked well so far. So here we go. So last night, let's see. I did Working Girl, Melanie Griffin, stacked movie. It's got Harrison Ford and Joan Cusack and Alec Baldwin. And it's directed by Mike Nichols, who also did Postcards from the Edge and also The Graduate. Also Primary Colors, which is awesome. But this movie, I don't know. It just didn't appeal to me. It was just, I don't know. It was just like a basic work screwball comedy where a female is trying to make it to the top, which I respect. You know what I mean? And it still applies today. For some reason, Melanie Griffin doesn't do it for me. She's not funny enough, and she's not kind of movie star enough for me. Just didn't dig it. And I love Mike Nichols, too. So I was kind of bummed because this had a huge four-star review from Roger Ebert. It seemed like it was critically acclaimed and well-liked at the time. It made you feel good. It had a good ending, but it was just stressful the whole time. I was just like, there's too many, like, I'm in two places at once, or I'm someone I shouldn't be kind of, uh-oh, kind of vibes to it. Well, Well-directed, though. And then Vision Quest. Matthew Modine high school wrestling movie, the best high school wrestling movie. I think the only high school wrestling movie uh, of all time. So good. He's just this weird, going to be a uh, doctor one day, but he's like dropping weight to be, to battle the big wrestler in town named shoot. His name's loud into really good names, really fun. 80 soundtrack. There was journey on it. Got me inspired. One of the best kind of chills sports speeches ever elmo the cook gives a speech about pele and you're just like oh i got chills and probably one of my favorite probably top five that i've watched so far i almost cried at the end i did cry a little bit not gonna lie so vision quest rule and matthew modine's just so cool and so weird and he's, he just says his mind and also linda florentino or florentine uh that was her first role really good 
then I saw Action Jackson, ridiculous action movie. Thank you, Mo Shapiro. Appreciate that. He uh, recommended it to me. Carl Weathers as a Detroit cop who can do backflips over cars and also had a Harvard Law degree. It's like cheesy, way over the top, corny lines. Like he has a flamethrower at one point and <laughs> he's talking to a guy. It's like, how do you like your ribs done? And then he, you know, flames him up and I just couldn't help but laugh. So corny, but I mean, if you're looking to see a serious movie, do not see it. <laughs> And Detroit Cop, too, and I'm in Michigan, so I like that. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, really fun college movie. A little dirtier than I thought, and also just, like, feel good. You want to root for the nerds. It's like they get their revenge, obviously, hence the title. And just feel good, fun, smart movie all around. Weekend at Bernie's, so stupid. Uh, Someone's boss died, and Andrew McCarthy and John Silverman need to pretend he's not dead so that they can preserve their jobs, and it just gets wackier and weirder. And I mean, it's just a cultural icon, you know, just Bernie with his glasses on, just dead on the couch, but really, really strange, (laughs) kind of hard to get through. I mean, after the first 10 minutes, you're like, I get it. (laughs) This is what this movie is. FX, it's the, it's Coglin from Cocktail, basically as a special effects dude who's framed a murder. Fun. Brian Dennehy is a cop. I enjoyed it. It's like a B level. It's like, one level down from like the Lethal Weapon Die Hard movies, but it was a fun time. Well done. I really liked it. Great Outdoors, actually. I was very apprehensive because I love John. Can- I hate John Candy, <laughs> but I loved him in this role. John Candy's perfect when he's 75% serious and 25% a goofball. When he's all goofball or all kind of manic and stuff, I just can't do it. Also, there's a great bear scene in it. I love a good bear. Uh, Bart the Bear, who's been in like every movie ever, isn't it? Fantastic. Dan Aykroyd being a sleazeball brother-in-law, really fun. Scarface was awesome. So violent, really long, but like glamorous, lots of violence. I mean, it's kind of got in that casino, Goodfellas, like rise and fall of a drug dealer stuff. Pacino's just chewing scenery and super intense with that little scowl on his face and great lines. Actually, Oliver Stone wrote the uh, wrote the script and Giorgio Moroder did the music and i just is is it lots of reds lots of just gold and like i don't know just it's awesome i just loved it and it just shows like i guess that won the razzie for worst director from brian de palma in 1982 and now it's like one of the most revered movies ever so screw you razzies and screw you time so good morning vietnam robin williams just on a mic inspired me to be better at podcasting i really just want to go good morning vietnam in the beginning of this but I can't because, I mean, look what happened to Michael Scott when he did in the office. It's embarrassing. But Robin Williams, and also he, now rather than just being funny and kind of controversial, he also kind of learns about the conflict in Vietnam and becomes a part of it. And I didn't know it was based on a real guy. They never they never mentioned it in the movie. So that was also interesting. Dead Poet Society. I got my Robin Williams fill, fill right here. Him, feel good, teacher of young men. You know what I mean? Like inspire them to suck from the bone marrow of life, as Henry David Thoreau would say. Young Ethan Hawke, a lot of fun. Just a feel-good movie about educated people kind of learning to express themselves and be uh, how to turn into men and also just the inspiration of being a good teacher. Secret of Nim, scariest cartoon I've ever seen. Like, kind of heavy. Rats. There's this one rat who has these weird weathered hands. Uh, what's his name? Nicomedis? Nicomatis? Something like that. And there's amulets and there's, you know, magic and there's scary cats named Dragon. Kind of like it's kind of animated in that weird kind of fantasia like this is a little scary kind of way and it's kind of serious no uh no singing which i like too and you know it's cute little mice and scariest uh animated spider i've ever seen too so i hate that so screw you mo for showing me this and now i have to dream about animated spiders but anyways i, I really liked it 
Labyrinth, really didn't like. Really immature. Jennifer Connelly's acting was trash as a, she's like, you know, a 16-year-old in a fantasy world. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a Jim Henson Muppets kind of guy. And also David Bowie, wear some underwear. Like his junk is kind of just jiggling throughout this. And this is a kid's movie. I don't understand why David Bowie's junk is just moving around all the time. I didn't think David Bowie was that good either. And if he's the Goblin King, why isn't he a goblin? Why is he just a guy with crazy hair? Didn't make sense. And a lot of fart jokes and silly stuff like that. I usually, sometimes I like that stuff. I'm not going to admit. I mean, I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, I don't know. Just didn't do it for me. 16 Candles, probably the my least favorite out of the John Hughes ones, which is kind of crazy because it's so well-liked. The guy who's playing Jake Ryan can't act at all. I was like, eh, he just seems basic. And there's a lot of stuff like the long duck dong stuff doesn't age well. The Candace and the Rolls Royce with the geek doesn't age well. And I don't know. I mean, I, I like the Molly Ringwald with her family stuff. And like her little brother was really funny. And they the forgot her birthday was a kind of riot. But I don't know, just seemed kind of the most dated of the John Hughes movies. War Games was awesome. Matthew Broderick kind of as a computer hacker teenager who accidentally gets into a nuclear fight with a supercomputer that doesn't realize it's a game. And that's how they have to stop it. Like they could make this movie every five years. Like it was just it, there's always going to be scares about nuclear threat and artificial intelligence. And he's great. Ali Sheedy as kind of his carefree girlfriend kind of uh, is really fun and just good like philosophies about war and life. And I don't know. I just, I love a good hacker movie too. Like it's like Mr. Robot, but light really fun and, and really well shot. I don't, I forget the guy who made it, but like the movie felt like it could have been made today. It was just fantastic. Vacation, Chevy Chase, John Hughes, Really, really stupid, but there's some moments, you know, the dead aunt, the dog being killed. I mean, it's a little dark, uh, him him uh, at gunpoint making them ride the Wally, Wally World rides because it's closed down and he just snaps. Chevy J is pretty funny. I get why they made a bunch of these, but it was okay. Gremlins, I liked it. A little gross. A lot of gremlin blood and uh, like blenders and all. I don't really like Christmas movies that much. Maybe because I'm Jewish. I don't know, but the... The Christmas vibe never really gets me. Although Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike Ehrmantraut in uh, Breaking Bad, was in this as one of the drunk cops. So that was fun. And, you know, feel good movie. And also uh, Phoebe Kate was in it. Always, oh, she's always good. Secret of My Success was awful. Uh, that's Michael J. Fox doing the I'm playing two characters at once and like the double life, kind of like a, the working girl kind of vibe, but for guys. And great soundtrack. They played like the Day Bow Bow song, you know, Day Bow Bow. And there's like a bunch of other great 80s songs, but it's about corporate structure and silliness of Michael J. Fox. I don't know. I just didn't like it. It seemed long too. Ghostbusters, awesome. <laughs> Bill Murray at his absolute peak. Oh my God. Just so, He's just so funny. I think he's in like a different movie than everyone else. He's just trying to seduce Sigourney Weaver and he's just saying things. <laughs> I love it. It's like, is this true? It's like, it's true, sir. This man is dickless. It's just so funny. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd at his prime too and just I mean like good animation of the State Puff Marshmallow Man they never take themselves too seriously but also really good special effects really enjoyed it planes trains and automobiles hated it John Candy just being a jerk and Steve Martin I hate when Steve Martin's annoyed I just want to give him a hug like he's very good at being angry and furrowing his brow it's like his hair went white because he was so angry in like movies like this but really uncomfortable comedy I hate cringe comedy and just didn't like it Big Trouble in Little China, ridiculous, you know, kung fu, spiritual, uh, religious, uh, 
kind of monster movie with Kurt Russell. And I love Kurt Russell. Jack Burton's awesome. Was it Jack Burton or Jake Burton? Jake Burton. And he's driving a truck and like they're gambling and, you know, swords and guns and, you know, different proverbs of Chinese lore and, you know, like electricity coming out of people's eyes. Just crazy John Carpenter fun. Parenthood, great family movie. Really shows you, basically it shows how families connect at all levels and that you always be someone's son or daughter and that everyone's life is going to be kind of crazy, but that's kind of the deal of, uh, you know, raising somebody. And crazy cast too. Steve Martin, Keanu Reeves, Rick Moranis, and Diane Weist, and also a young uh, Jocko and Phoenix. However you say his first name. The Phoenix guy. You know him. And just really fun. I mean, well, not fun. It was more emotionally kind of tears your heart out in a good way and like shows you the true beauty of family. So love you, mom and dad and Katie and my nephew, Jake and Nate, my brother-in-law. Uh, Breakfast Club didn't like that much, Ashley. Uh, maybe I'm not as Hughes. Maybe I've seen so many movies based on John Hughes stuff that I don't like the originals as much. It's too much Bender. Just Judd Nelson just yelling and being a dick for 45 minutes. Just didn't. I didn't need to see that at the beginning. Love the dance scenes. Love when they got high and talked to each other. Fun fact, when they got high and talked to each other about why they were in uh, detention, that was improvised. Like none of that was actually written. I love Ali Sheedy. She's like, I have nothing better to do. So I just came here. But, and also like, People don't get fixed in, a, in an afternoon. Like their lives were forever changed. No, they weren't. They went back to normal. When Harry Met Sally, loved it. Love 80s and 90s Meg Ryan and rom-coms. And also Billy Crystal. Young Billy Crystal just telling it like it is and just being funny and, you know, sarcastic. Really fun love story. Just Rob Reiner at his best. Teen Wolf, crappy teen movie. Love Styles. Uh, you know, his friend who's kind of like the ringleader of the group. And... Just, I mean, what a crazy movie that like bad special effects, basketball, Michael J. Fox being all five foot four, really fun. Sex, Lies, and Videotapes were really weird. James Spader at his, you know, ultimate weirdness. Like you can see the Robert California in him, but earlier. And Steven Soderbergh's first movie and Peter Gallagher and Andy McDowell. And, you know, kind of like all people are perverts and we all have flaws and we all have secret lives kind of thing. I think I enjoyed it, but I mean, it was well done. It's just so strange. I think this was kind of revolutionary at the time because movies weren't made like this. Cocktail, Tom Cruise at his Tom Cruisiness, just super intense, super into making money and, you know, getting to the next level. And also he could be messed with by Coglin. And I'm a bartender too. And this is the closest I've seen to like how bartender life is when they like have the fisheye view of how the customers are in your face how the relationship is with the waitresses, how you can kind of get lost in the bartending life and not want to do other things, or you try to do other things and you just burn out. I mean, it's just very, very profound. Craziest last 30 minutes too, really insane. The Shining, hated it. Bad dialogue, bad acting for the most part. Yeah, he goes insane. He goes insane quickly. I get it. Creepy, sure, but I don't know. Just I just didn't like it. Maybe I'm not a Kubrick guy. I mean, he's just so arrogant about everything. I watched Room 237, too, which is like the explanation of it. And I'm like, all right, you're going way too in-depth about this. I don't care about the number 42 or like uh, Indian Reservation death on like the third level. I'm not supposed to get that or understand that. That's ridiculous. So good for Stanley Kubrick for being smart, but I don't really care. Mr. Mom, fantastic. Probably the best 80s Michael Keaton movie that could be made nowadays you know dad loses his job and has to become like the the kind of housewife and you know take care of the kids and get the groceries and watch daytime tv just keaton and his funny young best it's super fun cute movie and like i said it could be remade today 
say anything. Okay, that's my that's one of that's the top five of the eighties. That's uh, Cameron Crowe's first movie. You know, he did Almost Famous later. Just uh, Lloyd Dobbs, John Cusack playing, you know, a kickboxing, smart talking nerd who actually gets the girl. And the whole dad is a criminal thing is a nice twist that you don't see coming. And also the fact that the dad and the daughter really have this close relationship. You like everyone in the movie. Everyone's articulate. Everyone's funny. Everyone has layers. And also like great high school movies, early Jeremy, Jeremy Piven as the drunk guy at the party. I love when Cusack's like, dude, you must chill when he wants his, uh, when he wants his keys at the party to drive home. And I don't know, just really fun, heartwarming movie. Great ending too, when they're just on the plane and just waiting for the little uh, smoking sign to go off. Beverly Hills Cop, didn't like it as much as I thought I would. It's, this is like the third highest grossing movie adjusted of all time. Eddie Murphy's fun and you can tell he's improvising the whole time and like he's just a superstar, but I don't know, just didn't really like the rest of the cast or the bad guy or didn't really know what was going on for them. I mean, I knew what was going on. It's just, I don't know, just, I think a lot of movies stole from this, so maybe it wasn't as new and fresh, but I mean, watching Eddie Murphy improvise was pretty fun. Caddyshack, loved it. That's Chevy Chase at his prime. That's him and his Vince Vaughn, like six foot five, handsome, casual asshole who you love though. And I just love it so much. And uh, Bill Murray and that's just insane too. The Bill Murray and uh, Chevy Chase scene where they're just improving for five minutes and like smoking a joint and like pulling from a wine bottle while having two very separate conversations. So fun. And also, I mean, like, yeah, it's just a wild, it's an improv story. I mean, like, I think Rodney Dangerfield didn't even know his lines. He just started making fun of people. <laughs> and I love Rodney Dangerfield. Untouchables should have been a lot better. Kevin Costner, uh, Robert De Niro, and it's about Al Capone and Elliot Ness kind of trying to take him down. I like a snarky, like a snarky Sean Connery as a beat cop was kind of a fun thing. Usually he commands the room. This time he was kind of, a lower level guy who brought up got brought up i like that but i don't know de niro's performance meh and it was just cookie cutter it wasn't as good as it should have been i think that's the palma too or is that the palma or yeah just wasn't as good as i thought it'd be evil dead corny creepy didn't laugh didn't laugh i don't like horror movies for the most part i need i knew i needed to watch it so that i could watch evil dead 2 which i hear is awesome i don't like gore i don't like effects i don't like haunted houses but I love Bruce Campbell. So it's nice to see him in like a first role, super young and Sam Raimi kind of seeing his roots. You know, he did Spider-Man later spies like us. The first hour is really funny with Chevy Chase, just being, you know, again, arrogant and just uh, silly. Dan Aykroyd is a nerd. The second hour when it becomes actually like a war movie, I uh, didn't really like it. And St. Elmo's fire loved it. I mean, but I'm, it's more bad movie love that it just spoiled rich kids coming out of college. You know, Judd Nelson, Demi Moore, Emilio Estevez, and it's just Rob Lowe being a crazy saxophonist, like just white people, first world problems. And like, they're making it like it's the biggest deal in the world, but they're really going to be just fine. And Jerry Brockheimer. So like the visuals were really good and just super silly. I couldn't help but laugh about it. Like I definitely want to do the bula, 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 ah, 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 kind of laugh with someone at some point. If anyone, if anyone out there does that with any of their friends, let me know. Cause I'll join. I love doing that. Pretty in pink was awesome. Really like that. God, I gotta stop saying awesome. It was just a great, it was awesome and great. Wow, I'm really being very descriptive. Just probably my favorite John Hughes movie, just Ducky and the way he's in love with Molly Ringwald and her and her dad's relationship and kind of the clash of the uh, cliques and that you can break out of the out of the groups and you can learn and grow as the movie goes on. Just really dug it. And it was just a simple plot. A to B. Also, James Spader as a dick in a white linen suit is always good in high school. Platoon, it was good. I mean, it was 
it was a war movie that bummed you out and ridiculous cast. You know, you had Char- Charlie Sheen, Forrest Whitaker, Johnny Depp, William Defoe, Tom Berenger. I mean, intense movie. And you can tell, you know, Oliver Stone wrote this based on some of his real life stuff. But, you know, all those War is Hell movies, it's like kind of bums me out. I mean, it was I'm glad I watched it. But at the same time, it's like it didn't it's not something I'd go back to. Oh, something I would go back to is Tango and Cash, you know, Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone just being uh, polar opposite cops trying to track down a drug dealer. So stupid. And they got put in jail and have to do a crazy escape. And Sylvester Stallone playing the straight lace guy is insane. Like he's just, he should be, he's not like the intelligent, wears glasses, Armani suits kind of thing. But I guess I mean, with him and Kurt Russell, he has to be because Kurt Russell can't play straight lace either. But uh, really liked it. Super dumb. Never ending story, feel good, kid, believe in yourself, read books. Uh, and also, I mean, watching your horse die is really sad. So I'll never get a horse for that reason. And I'll never put a horse near mud because this movie freaked me out. Predator, greatest action movie of the 80s. I had to rewatch it because we did a podcast, but no, no doubt there. Just Arnold and muscly men in a forest taking on a giant high-tech kind of beast. So I, could, I couldn't love anything more. Fantastic. Color of Money. Not a great movie because I don't think pool's that exciting. I guess, I mean, it's the most exciting pool movie of all time, but Paul Newman, you know, is the old ringer. Tom Cruise is the arrogant young guy. Oh my God. I just, I love Tom Cruise just going for it. You know, 300% intensity, Tom Cruise. Like when he kicks a guy in the groin and just goes, woo, and just like runs away. Or when he opens the uh, case for his pool cue and he goes, they go, what's that? He goes, doom. And that's actually how the uh, computer game doom got named because of that. So that's awesome. Next of Kin, terrible Patrick Swayze movie about West Virginia people that go to Chicago and murder and there's snakes and there's bow and arrows. My friend Mo recommended to me, not not great. Aliens was awesome, but uh, don't like, I don't like face huggers. It's like, get away from me. I'm going to have nightmares about, it's like a creepy crawly hand mixed with the spider that like sucks your blood. And then, you know, something pops out of you, like an alien pops out of you. No, I don't want that. But I like all the Marine stuff. The Bishop's uh, knife trick thing is like one of my favorite scenes ever when Bill Paxton is freaking out or Bill Paxton just going game over, man, game over. Love that. And Sigourney Weaver rules. You know, she's just a badass woman in the eighties. I think it's, it's the most badass role. She's like, I pick up things quickly. And she like loads the grenade launcher and the guy's like, yeah, you do. Very cool. Lost boys, really corny. Uh, the, the Corey's, Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, vampire movie in like Venice Beach. <laughs> really silly, really 80s, but really, really enjoyable. Like I, I was laughing the entire time. I don't think you should be laughing, but like, and like the high views of watching the vampires kind of fly over because they couldn't, they couldn't figure out how to make them fly like that. Goonies, love the first hour. It's really good bonding, you know, friendship group reminds me of like the stranger things biker um, like when they're biking together and searching for adventure and trying to save their dad's house by finding treasure second half i don't know just too much action i, I kind of like just hanging out with them more i just wanted to see them hang out with uh, and do the truffle shuffle karate kid i watched again I, i've watched that before and really really kind of darker than you think like the way he gets beat up and also like the halloween outfits with the masks and just the karate at the end is pretty intense but it's a long movie and i didn't enjoy like the first hour and a half like the last half hour gets really good especially when elizabeth shoe goes you're the best and then they play you're the best just so good 48 hours really racist can't believe how racist it was nick nolte looked like he wasn't acting he was just a drunk guy who wanted to beat up eddie murphy eddie murphy's 
super, super funny, but I don't know. Just, I didn't, it was okay. It just, it seems so dated. It seemed like it was a movie from like 1960. Batman was stupid. Action was dumb. I didn't like the Joker at all. I don't understand why Jack Nicholson got so revered by it from it. Uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. I thought I would have liked him. Just, I don't know. Just, there's nothing to him. I just didn't really enjoy it. And then all the special effects look corny. I usually like Tim Burton, but maybe just, I mean, I think superhero movies have gotten so much better that I just didn't enjoy it. Heather's classic Christian Slater. And also I love eighties Winona Ryder kind of goth black humor. It's about suicide in high school and killing your fellow classmates. I don't think that would work well today, but it worked then, you know, it was definitely a good device. And Christian Slater is kind of the evil guy pushing you into things and charming you into it. It works. And Winona Ryder is, is she corrupt or not? You know, really, really fun. Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, both, I'm, I'm laughing these together. Just the beginning of the buddy cop comedies for the most part, I mean, like action comedies, just lots of great action. Mel Gibson just at his peak. Danny Glover just being the fun older cop who's too old for this, you know, uh, just, and also Joe Pesci in the second one. I really liked him. He, I didn't know he had like that comedy vibe to him too, but Shane Black written just really kind of adult, but funny movies. Oh my God. How many more do I have? I think I'm going, I'm going to description. Okay. I only got like 15 more. Okay. Running man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, silly premise, future, uh, could be killed in a game watching on TV. Loved it. Silly. Outsiders, terrible, huge cast. You know, it's got Patrick Swayze, Matt Dillon, uh, Ralph Macchio. God, who else? Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe. But it's like 50s greasers kids and like how they're kind of doomed by society and how they're rebelling. It's really bad. It's really, really badly shot. It's, you know, poorly edited. The script's really, really kind of flat. Just a terrible movie. RoboCop I didn't like, which is crazy because I like Paul Verhoeven a lot. And I like kind of his gross, weird, strange humor, but it, I feel like it take, took itself too seriously and like a little too ultra violent for no reason. And I don't know, the bad guys weren't that great. And also that scene where someone gets covered in uh, toxic like acid or something, it just freaked me out. Escape from New York was really fun. Kurt Russell, just, you know, in a post-apocalyptic New York, really great music, really great premise that New York's in a jail and you have to get out and like kind of, uh, and also the, the president's, gotten kidnapped there and you have to get him out it just seemed like john carpenter at his best first blood rambo fantastic i mean i love i love over the top sylvester stallone and especially in the woods just killing people and uh brian dennehy as a bad guy is just he just looks like you know a guy you want to hate the abyss jim jim james cameron really good until the end the alien kind of sucked at the end and the fact that it was friendly was kind of boring but i love good looking 80s ed harris so that was fun underwater stuff's always cool and they do a really good job with the the effects look like now and the kind of like the stress and intensity of it was really uh really good how are the duck bleh i mean it was a it was the worst movie ever first marvel movie ever but uh james cameron and uh, animatronic like or cartoon basically three or four foot duck and claymation weird monsters and really strange stuff just i mean it's laughable if you take it with a grain of salt it's really not that bad but if you take it as like a serious movie, you're going to be disappointed. Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme in a, you know, underground fight scenario. Loved it. Super, super violent, super crazy. Jean-Claude just going for it. Commando, Arnold just killing a bunch of people, like 200, 300 people saying cool lines and, you know, dropping people by their boots. And just a typical 80s turn off your brain. This guy's going to murder a bunch of evil henchmen with machine guns and sunglasses. Like take off your sunglasses, henchmen. Like, 
see what you're shooting at because Arnold kills a bunch of you. Cinema Paradiso, foreign film about the love of cinema and how, you know, you grew up with it. The first half is kind of childish because, you know, he's only five or six when he's flashing back. But when he gets into high school and he starts like really getting passionate about film and learning about life, uh, I get why like it got an Oscar nomination or possibly won, I think, Best Foreign Picture. Adventures in Babysitting was the best like one in one day adventure. How is this happening kind of movie? Elizabeth Shue's great. The kids are really funny. I love when kids have adult dialogue and they do in this movie and just great Chicago movie too. Super silly, super over the top. Like every time you think like it couldn't get crazier, they just up the ante a little bit. Back to the Future 2, terrible, too morbid, too sad. I don't know, just bummed me out. First one was so perfect. Like not even a great soundtrack. The Future stuff could have done without it. I mean, I don't know. It just didn't, I mean, I mean, you got Michael J. Fox fatigue at this point, but uh, Stripes, first hour, fucking <laughs> Bill Murray just being, you know, he, he just plays Bill Murray. He's just a casual, funny guy. And the, when he joins the army and he's messing with the sergeant and all that kind of stuff, loved it. It became a real movie at the end. It, I think Spies Like Us had the same kind of problem. It became like a real war movie and I got bored with it. But the first hour of watching Bill Murray kind of slack off, kind of Sergeant Bilko style, in the uh in the army really fun conan the barbarian uh james earl jones as a kind of warrior snake person in these kind of uh like roman empire kind of days and conan played by arnold chopping everything off and punching camels and riding horses and you know fighting demons really well done special effects for 1982 and just i think it's written by oliver stone too actually oddly and just really great, silly swords and sandals uh, movie. My dinner with Andre, uh, philosophical, two guys at dinner just talking about two ways to deal with life. It almost feels like a Duncan Trussell podcast or like Joe Rogan on the mic. And it's just people talking about how to existentially exist and how to find happiness. And it's very, it feels very strange because it's two, you know, well-to-do upper middle-class white guy actors just having this deep philosophical talk for two hours. But it works. It's really fun. It's, it's a one-off. You can never watch it again. Or you watch it like once a year. And uh, To the Right Thing, important Spike Lee movie about Brooklyn. And I mean, it's real relevant nowadays with the racial relations and, you know, racial injustice stuff. Really well done. Almost felt like a play. It felt like, you know, you're watching a Broadway musical kind of thing without the music. Uh, and then we got uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I didn't like. I thought I would because, you know, Keanu Reeves is a stoner kid. They're traveling through time and hanging out with Genghis Khan and Napoleon, but just thought it was, I don't know, just not well-written and just, I just didn't like it. <laughs> I'm trying to think like why, uh, I don't know, just over the top silly, but without the kind of slapstick of it all, like it wanted to be, it didn't know what it was. It was almost, you know, a good, bad movie, but it tried too hard to be a good movie. If that makes sense. I don't know. I've just reviewed a lot of movies. I said awesome too many times and it's funny when you when you this is like a good practice because i realized you gotta up your vocabulary and up your knowledge on stuff because otherwise you'll just revert to be like that was awesome that was fun that was bad you know just silly basic words and i'm i'm actually mentally exhausted this is like doing 65 push-ups in a row i can only do like 15 20 push-ups at a time i mean i thought my friend will says you can do 80 in a row that's crazy and he's like 50 something. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you do that. That's crazy. But 
yeah, I gotta stop saying crazy. I think I'm burnt out. <laughs> I think this is this is enough. I think this was too many. I think I should have done like 10 and just talked a little bit more about them. But it was good practice. So thanks for hanging with me while I tried this rapid fire 65 movie review in once. So eat your heart out, Roger Ebert and Siskel. Like you ever do 65 minute uh 65 movies in under 60 minutes? I don't think so. So suck it. Later. <laughs>